Welcome to the Porsche Club Insider, your one stop for all things Porsche and PCA. Here's your host, Vu Gwyn, and the Insider Crew. Welcome everyone to episode 64. We're at PCA National Headquarters around the table. We've got a full house today. We've got Rob Sass, Manny Albin, Damon Lowney, and of course, as always, Robert Forsyth on the controls. How's everyone doing? Doing all right. It's a beautiful day out. I'm a little tired because we were packing, what, two containers worth of stuff? You didn't show up to the end. You but, know what? You guys were packing. Oh, two you, containers you weren't even were. there. You weren't even there. <laughs> this what, is what it was. Kick the table. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, you came at the end. But I was the you, hero, you though. Did. I was the hero. The the last pallet went on wow, with my effort. Really? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew that would trigger him. <laughs> you a bu bucket of KFC. Now you're a hero because you, you have to wait to push the pallet to the. Uh, they couldn't spot. get this last pallet in, and I backed it on up. Well, yeah, the and magic it, touch. And, you know, it, and, and my excuse, I was doing e break, so I couldn't be there. He did go dumpster diving and grab some pallets at the end. We did. We so, did. And we, I got a splinter. Oh my God! <laughs> Rob, Rob and oh. manual labor. Did, Rob, didn't yeah. Rob have an experience with stretch wrap or stretch film or something? Yeah, yeah I was, wrapped myself. He, was at the, he hadn't done even the full circle of the pallet. He was whining and complaining <laughs> and looking for a workman's because he had to bend down. But I, I will, I will give kudos, and I don't mean to make his head even bigger. But Manny is the packing king. He knows exactly where things need to line up on pallets and measurements. And you must be it, really good at what's that um, the game with the falling Tetris. shapes tetris yes but this because. is only because i did this for 12 years <laughs> yeah, i was years. gonna say in all fairness he kind of worked in that industry <laughs> okay he has a bit of an advantage over although it. some people are questioning what i was doing and i'm like dude i've done this for 12 years just, just believe believe in i know i know better than the question you on that stuff because like like i said he's been doing it for a while but didn't i kept on saying every inch matters it does and we got to the last and we were looking for we had one inch to go to squeeze this <laughs> yeah we utilized wild. like every available space in the, that pod so yeah nice so hopefully they will all that stuff will arrive safely at porsche parade in palm springs and then we can um, borrow a forklift and move stuff out pretty efficiently and Rob, uh, did you put all, all those boxes of your junk into uh He did. I saw how full oh, his, wow. his wagon is. Yeah. So yeah. now he looks junk. like those people at Walmart. I say, that it's I probably see not all junk. So. No, it's like... Uh... Junk is not a proper word, Manny. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the word I was reference, thinking of. Reference but... material. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Like a hoarder would say they're treasures, right? Treasures. Yeah. yeah. So in, in deference to the lack of a three-second delay, I won't. Use the word that I was going to use. <laughs> yes. Please don't make me edit you. Yeah. Um, Again. So can I tell you, can I start off with the fact that I can tell you I fell in love with my 996 again. I hadn't driven it for the longest time. And I went to Summit Point and Autocross. And I was a little nervous about being how rusty and everything. But, man, everything just fell together. And what an amazing car to drive. It's yeah, so smooth. Probably not as amazing as my car to drive. Uh, you know, <laughs> you're probably right, but I haven't done anything to my car in yeah. forever. I, I can't. I've never driven your driving. car in, in anger. So. Were you in a right class? Uh, I was in the non-BMW class. So, I mean, it, it, I was just... How'd you do? So, I was FTD for at least the first or first two... Uh, so, the second guy ran? <laughs> <laughs> for the first two rounds, maybe. But then, um, Raphael, you know Raphael, he's a PCA member. Oh, he he's has, so fast. He has this M... M something competition, blah, blah, blah. With oh, no more boxer? Um, I think he takes the boxer mm. to PCA, PCA stuff okay, and he takes the BMW to BMW stuff. Mm -hmm. Man, Rafael's a great driver. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he definitely um, humbled me once he put yeah. down his time. Yeah. But I was very happy because there are some people there that I know that have been autocrossing all year last year and this year and have done all sorts of modifications to the car. And my car is pretty stock. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and a roll bars, lowering springs, shocks, IPD plenum. That's pretty stock. For a 996, okay. that's actually pretty stock. As long stock. as we're clear about it, that's pretty, that's pretty, pretty stock. stock. But I mean, <laughs> you know what, what does surprise me, though, is the number of people, and I, I hear this in, in emails, who assume that, that we're not 996 fans. It's like, have you been paying attention? Vu owns one. I've owned three. We take every opportunity yeah. that we can. I love my car. Great to cars. talk about how much we love the 996. What I loved about it this weekend was the the course that was set up at the uh, go kart 
course at some point. And it wasn't particularly a long course, but it was a fast course. And I love how the car rotates with the throttle. Mm-hmm. Like I can literally lift the throttle and feel the back end come around. And as soon as the car is at the angle that I want, I just mash on the throttle and it just sticks. Yeah. And I love being able to do that. And I yeah. don't know, how do people in... How do people in front-wheel drive cars, like there were some big power front-wheel drive cars there, mm-hmm. how do you get the rear to rotate? Do limited just... limited slip differential, uh, stiff rear suspension, stiff rear oh, and stiff a roll re- bar, and probably suspension. left, a lot of them are probably left foot brakes. But you're still transferring weight. Mm-hmm. It, regardless, it's, you're That's still true. transferring weight. If they're uh, good at left foot braking, they'll they'll get that <laughs> rear end out. I mean, I know hard. they do it. I just, yeah. I've never driven like a front-wheel drive car at like, you know, at a, yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I've never done that uh, in autocross, and I wasn't like awesome at it in my, my golf TDI. And you can't no. left foot brake in the TDI because of the electronics, yeah. right? But um, I will say, at Team O'Neill years ago, I was in a front drive Fiesta with the brake booster taken out, and wow, so yeah. much fun. So Tavner was there with his yeah. 718, and I love watching him drive. Yeah. And um, who's uh, what's his name uh, that used to have the. The Lotus, but he's now driving the Boxster GTS 4.0. Howard Lycan. Howard Lycan. Yeah. He's also very fast. Yeah. And I can just tell you, like when I was, you know, when we were shagging cones, PDK is where it's really at for an autocross. Like if you want to like extract every amount of power from your car, mm-hmm. these cars were shifting at least ten times, you know, during this, you know, I think forty some second run. And it was just always on power, and the cars were always nicely settled. Yeah. And of course, they're great drivers, but man, PDK. It's, yeah. It's, it's tough to. So I, I texted uh, our mutual friend, uh, Al, uh, yeah. and I'm like, hey, how's the autocross? Because the live timing was down. Live timing was down, yeah. So he sent me something. Made you nervous. Uh, didn't made I? me really nervous because I'm like, <laughs> Oh my God! Vu is only two seconds from Michael. That was Tavner. that was in the that morning. Was... In the morning, yeah. In the morning, I was only two seconds. Man. Oh, I was so nervous. Yeah, only but apparently he seconds. got faster, so I feel two, better. Two seconds is like a lifetime in order. Not when you're driving. Not against, against Michael Tavener. Not against Tavener. <laughs> Tavener is quick. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. Yeah. Um, but anyways, we uh, we are you going this week, this Saturday? Yeah, I'll be on Saturday. Uh, so we'll battle it out this Saturday. Yeah, and then are you I going? Don't... Are you driving? I haven't registered now. Okay. I don't know if I should mention it, but I will. Um. So I pitched to Vu, maybe, if he has time, we do an autocross uh, head-to-head at Parade in my car. I would love to do that if I'm not in meetings and they allow it. Yeah. Um, my excuse is I'm not used to driving your car. Let's excuse yeah, number well, one. I'm curious to hear <laughs> Honestly, your thoughts it's just, on it. I would so. love to just drive it just to see how yeah. much it has changed since you've done all that work to it. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, it's it's in the back of our heads. I'll be autocrossing. Hopefully, Vu can too. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff going yeah. on for Parade. So we'll see. But yeah. anyways, had a, had a great time. With CCA at Summit Point, um, on Saturday we had our local Mikey ML's um, uh, car show, which had brought out tons of stuff. Uh, I think that I think I sent some photos to you, Robert. For those of you, oh, you yep. didn't see them. Anyways, there was um, there was like this Isuzu. SUV that was kind of odd. Oh, Via Cross. Via Cross. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was like in perfect condition. They're and it crazy. was weird because there were supercars there and everything. And and when this yellow Via Cross came through, we're like, where did that come from? Like yeah. it was a time capsule car. It was, it was crazy. They're crazy looking. I, they're either silver or yellow. Yeah. And they're what, like late 90s? Yeah, mid 90s, yeah. early 2000s. Totally cool. the I, I answer to a question that nobody asked, but. Yeah. They're well, if you want a weird. good off-roader, apparently those are great off-roaders. Now, you know so. what I did want, like in high school, I don't even know if there's any of these around. It was an Isuzu. Samurai? Amigo. No? Amigo. I remember, remember those? those. They had like big, beefy tires, small. Like a roll hoop. Sort yeah. Of. I don't Super think they were like looking. the Via Cross. Though. They weren't. Uh, no, no, no. They were like more. Like a rally-inspired car. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were the. More inspired by groceries. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, the Amigo. They, that so, was like so, a. We had an Isuzu Trooper growing mm-hmm. up. That was the first oh, like car. Like the original boxy first gen. Yeah. They, have love those. they have a huge following. They have a huge following, but the problem is those all rusted. So if you mm-hmm. if you have one today, that's rare because ours literally rusted apart and just things. To, it was a great. The engine kept running, but yeah. everything around it just kept falling off of the car. Yeah, but I mean, everybody loves those boxy early SUVs. Yeah, we saw we saw them um, jacked up at SEMA with again. Where do you even find those things? It's like anymore? the old Land Cruisers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know where to find them. The, the West Coast. That's the only place where they I haven't biodegraded. I guess. How about you? Uh, what'd you do, Rob? 
Uh, I got a lot of use out of the 996. What a coincidence this mm. weekend. Um, took a long drive with the kids. I let them eat in the back of the car, hmm. which uh, I don't remember when I posted something on, on PCA social media with my kids eating junk food in the back of my 996 Turbo and just the flurry of... of you, you know. can you can vacuum. You can blow right. it out. I mean, right? It's Even like, their Dorito fingerprints came off the Alcantara I, I can headliner. Just if fine. It was a Concorde, whatever, yeah, or a, you know, a Long Hood or three fifty six or yeah. whatever. But, but it was like everybody wanted to basically sick the uh, you know automotive equivalent of division of family. Never buy government services. Yeah, because they're going to be like Dorito the best part fingerprints. Is your kids are going to remember the fun ride right. in the nine nine six when they were eating their Happy Meal. Exactly. <laughs> Man, he's like never buy a car from Rob. Um, that's pretty much a given that you would never buy a car from him. Well, especially with the Cheeto stained headliner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, how about you, Manny? Where were you at? Well, actually, you were single, Manny, this weekend. I was. Your family oh, left yes. you. Not left you for good, but left you for the weekend. <laughs> it turned they real went, dark for a second. New York. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. They, they, wow. they left me, but the mother in law stayed at the house. <laughs> oh, the best deal. <laughs> um, went to Cars and Coffee in Hunt Valley. Um, I sent Robert a picture of this. They, this guy, look at this go kart. I showed this to Rob. So um, he uh, he claimed that there's only two of these uh, go karts made. Uh, one sits in the Henry Ford Museum. The other one he restored. It, evidently, this company made it because they were trying to promote. Uh, Ford wanted to promote their recent signing with Lotus to provide uh, engines. Let's describe it for those that aren't watching on YouTube. So it's it, it's a respectively replica of Jim Clark's. Uh, Lotus F1 car, from yellow the, and uh, green, like sixty-five or sixty-four. Yeah. yeah. Um, from far away, I thought it was a John Deere uh, <laughs> a, a, a tribute or something like that. Once so it got my attention, so we all walked over there, and uh, very cool. I mean, he was selling it. I think he was asking thirty five hundred for it. So good, yeah. I was not there. That was like uh, wow. So the inside where your feet would go, that's that's solid. That you can you don't put your feet inside of it. Oh. Your feet rest on the side of where the axles uh, and the open wheel is oh, wow. but, for yeah, extra safety. Yes. <laughs> Well, considering that it has it has brakes, what are those kind of brakes called? That friction brakes. Friction just, yeah. just rubs against it's the tire. It's basically a bar that rubs against the tire. <laughs> the old uh, big wheels yeah. were like that. Uh, but still very cool. He drove, like he a drove around engine? the uh, parking lot. Uh, lawnmower engine on the back of it? I think it was actually a Ford lawnmower engine. Or, huh. I'm sure it was just Which a, would be appropriate. It's painted red for some reason. Yeah. Huh. It's a good looking little it's, go-kart. That's Scotty Reese behind him. Oh. Scott got a little triggered when the guy said that Triumph Motors were, uh, what do you say? They were tractor like tractor, motors? tractor motors or something like that. <laughs> I've never seen Scott get so uh, offended. Up. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing Ron Gordon's not here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott and another Triumph owner quickly corrected him. Oh. Um, I, I said, boy, if you weren't here, I would have believed them. It sounded like a legit story. That uh, I thought they were. I always heard that they were no, like related to Massey not. Ferguson the, Tractor. The one of the, I, I think, and I, I don't want to give him misinformation, but I think one of the earlier Triumphs, not the six, mm. um, might have had something base from a uh, tractor or something like that. Yeah. I mean, mm. yeah, you know, it's uh, so the, that little go kart was pretty cool. I like it. I and and nice. I got, so I, I had to do this project. Um, we have a garden in our in our uh, backyard, and it's uh, it's Fort Knox. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> so last year, that's um, your backyard. Yes, uh, last year uh, we had deer Dude, like coming in plutonium or something. I mean, what's deer, with the... deer was coming into the garden. They were eating the uh, plants, and the fence was about uh, three feet high, and it was meant to keep um, rabbits out. Yeah, which it did. But where did, did Fort, where the where the deers came from? I don't know. <laughs> So they they because we live in a uh, in a development, you know, it's uh, suburbia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the deers um, came in. So this time I'm like, yeah, it ain't gonna happen on my watch. <laughs> so I bought, it looks like a buffet to I a bought, deer. Uh, Sixty inch uh, tall uh, fencing, and it's called T post, I think. Uh huh. And this tool, I should have taken a picture of this tool. It's this, it's fifty dollars, and I didn't want to spend it. I'm like, oh, I can, I can put it in with a. Uh, oh, you mean the barrel with the two handles? Yes, yes, that's the, key to putting those in. Well, I didn't realize that first. Oh. So first, I told Roxanne, I go, I'll get the. Uh, I got a little sledgehammer. Oh no, 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 no that was no, not wrong doing tool. it. <laughs> so I said, oh man, I got to go back and spend fifty bucks on this tool. And so I went back and oh my god, what a difference! Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just the right hammered, tool. It hammered in the. Uh, 
post in seconds. And you don't have to worry about missing it and like hitting your other hand. <laughs> no, yeah, right. no. So it actually uh, went up pretty easy. The whole thing took like an hour. Okay, um, so my question to you is, now that you've got it built like Fort Knox, how do you get in there to get your, your climbs over? I just made a little, like, a little door on the one end. On one end, okay. To, to get in and... Uh, um, Hopefully the deer don't figure it out. At that no. point, there's some pretty big deer then. <laughs> <laughs> so my, what's, my what's... neighbor behind me, I think the same one who thought the... Uh, the, the, it was she was looking at what she thought was the moon and I turned around because we were walking for the neighborhood and I turned around and she goes I've never seen the moon like that and I like turn around and I go that's the sun <laughs> wow the sun was setting she goes I've never seen the moon red like that so oh, what's boy. the break even point on that I mean seriously how many heads of cabbage do you have to harvest out of that thing before oh yeah hey when the world comes to an end, I guarantee you Rob Sass will be waiting right, at the yeah, door. Going. Trepper Manny. Right. Sass will be like, share me one cabbage, please, sir. That is one uh, out of my tomato plants come in. Mm -hmm. Nothing better than being able to go out and pick your own tomatoes. Last year you brought in all that squash, which was delicious. Yeah, squash. We, got, um, we have another garden, too. It's, um, we're going to grow watermelon. Ooh, Last year nice. we grew pumpkins, and I told my wife, I'm like, other than having about 80 pumpkins sitting around the house, what's the purpose of the pumpkin? <laughs> pumpkin pie? Let's at least get uh, watermelon. Pumpkin soup? You know how hard it is to make a pumpkin pie out <laughs> of pumpkin when you can go to the grocery store and just get a buy the stuff, stuff in a yeah. can and it's all yeah. ready to go. But yeah. Anyways, that's what was my uh, my project. Since the F1 race was canceled. Canceled. Yeah. It was a flooding. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's oh. crazy. I saw some of the transporters where the water was up to the top of the wheels of the trailer that yeah our bad. intrepid ads sales exec was there he oh. was planning on going to imola yeah. yeah is he like is this like a 10-week vacation i know he's been out there for a I, while yeah <laughs> yeah i think goodness for wi-fi he can work from anywhere yeah. and his kids are able to uh see his family and so good yeah. for him yeah. you got to do something before the weekend that was man i'm pretty oh, yeah, so. darn <clears throat> jealous our friend jim Rolbeck, who yeah. uh has provided us a lot of content with his collection uh, called me up and said, uh, hey, I reached uh, 1,500 miles on a Sport Classic, so if you guys want to do a one-mile review, mm. come and do it. And yep. so we met at his, at his house, which is also very picturesque. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I got to drive the Sport Classic and uh, at a uh, little, little much more in anger than I did the first time when I drove home from the dealership for him. Um, and I was very impressed that it's not uh, – it's different than the Turbo even though it's essentially the turbo mm -hmm. you know, being just rear wheel drive only having no the front wheels not being driven um you know launching it out of a corner mm -hmm. you got to adjust the steering wheel it's sure. uh it's uh the front wheels are pulling you, you on. and that and that's one of the things we, we're going to talk about the 993 turbo that I drove is mm -hmm. what makes a car fun is the fact that you're a little scared of it and when there's cars that are so capable like a 993 turbo like I kind of my scoring. If you haven't watched the video yet, the, the the overall fun factor score in that car was probably lower than I originally anticipated, because it did it so well. But if you subtract the sure footedness of a four wheel four all wheel drive system and you put all that power just to the rear, like in the Sport Classic, then it's what I call a little bit diabolical. And when you have that little sense of ooh, this might actually you know be bad if I don't do this right, like that adds to that fun factor, right? That fear factor yeah so, like a 993 gt2 or the yeah. 997 gt2 you yeah exactly exactly so and by the way just uh heads up we're aiming to have that sport classic one mile review up on june 3rd so uh, something to look out for if not it'll be the gt2 but i'm pretty sure we're, we're gonna get the uh, sport classic up first okay yep how about you damon your car is running now so <laughs> did you autocross again this weekend excuse me no i didn't um i uh Gosh, a while ago, so I'll have to back up a little bit. John Novotnik is the 2023 Parade Photo Editor, um, and he's done Photo of the Week, which he recently stepped down from. And photo of the Week and E-Break News. E-Break News, yep. our, our weekly newsletter, and the Photo of the Month Gallery on PCA.org, which um, I was reminded, hey, you need to take that over. So, sorry, John, um, I'll, I'll get around to that. But uh, I'm friends with him. You know, we've had a lot of interactions over the years, and I'm friends with his son uh, and his son's wife and just the whole family. And um, so I was talking with John and, and Trevor, his son, about how I had done all this work on my Cayman, 
And uh, it really wasn't all that hard, you know, like it was challenging, oh <laughs> you know, like it's, you know, as long as you have the tools, you can do it. And uh, I got the, hey, uh, when, I, when I'm doing all that clutch <laughs> job stuff, you know, later this year, uh, you'll be yep. able to help, right? Yeah. Yep. So I, I answered the call and um, Trevor and I and John all worked on the car and replaced the clutch, replaced the, and it's a 99 Boxster. So replaced the clutch, replaced the coolant expansion tank, which... Mm. Oh my God, that is a ridiculous. I don't know how you can't. I don't know how you can do that without the transmission out mm, in an early boxer. Um, and we'll be doing the water pump this coming weekend and finishing everything up. But the transmission's in, back in the new clutch and everything. And um, it was pretty cool to see how things have changed. You can tell that Porsche on the earlier cars, obviously they over-engineered, did things a little bit differently, and then they started kind of adjusting, you know, like where should we spend more of our focus, you know? Uh, uh, so like the clutch slave cylinder, it's a metal piece on an early Boxster where it's plastic on a mm -hmm. 987, mm. for example. Um, just little things like the, the throwout bearing, instead of having the plastic mating surface to the pressure plate, mm -hmm. it's metal on an early Boxster where it's plastic, you know, or a plastic composite later on. So, and of course the coolant tank is way more complicated than in a 987. So it's interesting to see, you know, for myself, diving into those cars, one, to see how similar they are, but then how Porsche was adjusting and trying to put their money into an area of the car where it might be better used. Mm -hmm. So a lot of fun. Um, so you're going to finish it up this weekend? Yeah, yeah. It It'll be week? autocross on Saturday. Then I'm booking it up to Pennsylvania after for a Blink-182 concert. Mm. And then I'm having, heading over to uh, Trevor's, and then Sunday we'll work on the car. That expansion Where's tank is Blink-182? Some... Uh, they're going to be playing at Hershey. Oh, wow. Yep. So I've never seen them live. That's a band that because they were parental advisory, my mom would never let me listen to growing up. Really? I had to uh, get the, the dude ranch. Going to the small things. <laughs> I know. My, my mom was so str I couldn't watch Power Rangers when I was a kid. Wow. Too violent. That's amazing. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. I guess there, was, <laughs> right? there, there was a lot of Donny Osmond. Uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, mean my, my mom was strict. Way. My mom did not like all that stuff, so. Oh. Anyway, that's what I did. So the expansion tank is something that people uh, don't look at when they're buying early boxers. Mm. You can't see them leaking, <clears throat> no. and they're only under pressure. Uh, but there's something to check to see if it's been mm. replaced. Because if it hasn't been replaced, factor that in to being replaced soon. Mm. And like Damon said, it's not a, it looks simple where it's located. Yeah. It looks like, oh, it just pops in and out, and you're good to go. Mm. And then no. I have, like, I got cut a few times. Like, uh, my hands are all beat up. I was mm. bleeding. It's just trying to get those hoses off that. I don't know how Pelican Part says you can do it with the transmission in the car. I never tried that. I really don't know how you would do that. This is one where we probably need to phone a friend like yeah. uh, Peter Smith and say, "How do you do it?" Yeah, exactly. he probably has some tricky tools he's made or yeah. has some some tips for us. Yeah. Um, before we go on to the next segment, you know how we always, when we're traveling, we're kind of looking behind buildings, looking inside of garages for things that are covered. Well, my buddy. Um, um, my buddy Gregory down in D.C. has always mentioned to me about this uh, 9-11 that he passes all the time. So he took us. I went down there to meet Loanne and the kids for a, a festival. And he's like, let's go down this street because I want to show you this 9-11. This, this is in D.C. And this car is oh. just parked on the side of the road. Now, it's it's at least in 86 you know, right? Yeah, with, with the the high, the, that is a rough-looking 911. Now, I think they let his kids play in the back seat of the car. <laughs> he, they just jumped through the window. <laughs> so he's so in DC, you can't park in a spot forever. And he says the car moves around, and there's always notes. And actually, when when we drove by it that day, there were notes on the windshield where people, I guess, are saying, "Do you want to sell the car? I want to sell the car?" Right. But it's just sitting there, man. Yeah. So, so my question to you all is: Would you even consider it? Did you describe the car for the listeners? Oh, that, that's a good idea. So it looks like an 86 or 87 Cab. Um, 911 G-Body Cabriolet. Guards red. And guards red with major fade because it's been sitting outside. Flat, flat paint and shiny paint. Yeah, flat paint, shiny paint. The top paint looks... Paint actually peeling off. The, the top looks like it's been replaced before because it doesn't look like the original top, but the rear window... Doesn't it's like really the kids exist. jump through it. Yeah, the plastic was dry. Um, there's paint peeling... <laughs> That's it's, like an '86 or '85. It's got it's got to be at least '86 because it has the, the rear bright light, light right? Yeah. So, and then it's got 15 inch Fuchs. So, um, yeah, would you even consider that car? Like, what? I, I, I know how who much. Would. How, how much would you pay for that car? 
the way it's sitting. Okay, Alex Manos <laughs> at Beverly Hills Car Club would pay fourteen for it and ask twenty nine. Fourteen for that car? I, I I'm, no, 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 no. But I mean, to me, the the frightening thing in today's market is that is probably oh yeah that's a twenty eight thousand dollar car. That's a fourteen thousand dollar. Is but I mean, twenty eight thousand. If the engine, mm-hmm. the engine is running. Yeah. If, if it yeah. no, if I mean, if it runs, that car is. But in they're, the they're not going to. They're going to. People aren't going to sell it with the uh, window all cracked up right. and everything. They're going to respray it really quick. Respray, put, put a new top put a new on top it, top or put get a new the engine window, running, uh, sewn in, get it nice and pretty. Yeah. And you got a convertible Porsche. Huh. You As it the, stands. I don't see how anyone would pay twenty in the teens. Maybe remember the depending what the shape the engine is, the yeah. engine alone, the engine alone, right? Is yeah. Right. That that's much. True. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, but I mean that's the 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 sad state of the market right now is. Look, five years ago, that's a twelve thousand dollar car, a thirteen thousand dollar car. Now it's over twenty. Just now, because of a couple of blocks away are. from this car, we don't think it's the same owner, but there's a GT3 sitting up against the curb with a car cover on it. How crazy is that? Imagine this is in in somewhere in DC. This is in DC. Wow. Yeah. No. Oh, that's crazy. That's no. that's sad to look at that car. Cause, I, mean, I don't you know. Wonder... Maybe the guy, you know, it's. It's his treasure. Even this though is what we got to show Bogdan, who posted the uh, that one thing. This is this is like I chuckle at some of the stuff, stuff that he posts because he's so young. Um, what he posts, uh, you can't uh, something about you can't uh, you can live in your car, but you can't race a house. Or oh yeah, like <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you There's go. someone who took your advice. <laughs> live it in the car. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. All right, let's go to the next segment, uh, which sort of celebrates the the event that we will be attending. No, with. we will not. We 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 PCA. Yeah, we PCA. We PCA. Who is attending? Yes, and the that schmucks is. get to stay back in uh, in Maryland. Are you going? No, I'm a schmuck. Oh, you're a schmuck too. All right. <laughs> no, I, I don't know what it is. It, 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 June 8th? June 8th. Yeah. June 8th. Well, June 8th or 10th, the auction. June 8th is the, we'll be here for June 8th. No. That's the announcement of the, the, uh, whatever car they're going to announce. Yes. That we're, we talked about the last podcast. So we've been trying to figure this out, but you guys know. No, I don't know. Oh, you don't know? Okay. Never mind then. Yeah. I don't think Rob knows. No, we've been trying to figure it out with uh, one of our freelancers. Yeah. So... Oh, maybe, he's smiling. Maybe, maybe, so maybe Rob he knows. does know. Maybe Rob knows. No, <laughs> I haven't talked to him about it, so he doesn't know it from me. I'm good at keeping secrets. Okay, so uh, should we be paying really close attention on June eighth? Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, yes. Let's just have a yeah. meeting for okay. this to prepare yeah. for June eighth. Yes. Okay, yes. all right, cool. Today, today, Let's have yeah. a meeting now. Let's talk today. About today we will have a meeting on. What we're going to do for June 8th. There you go, everyone. Gotcha. This is how PCA yeah. works. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we develop content. That's how we do. Try to That's figure out what's do. actually coming out. And in out fact, when... we're going to have a special guest uh, that Thursday that will be able to share with us the intimate details. Yes, of that you car. know what? I should get him because we did a, uh, Alex and I did a Titanic pose. Years ago at the um, Spokane. For his career, I'm not sure you should no, be talking I about that. He, For I, your I, career, it's good. He For has his... he has a photo of uh, he's holding me. I'm That's Kate, our I'm friend Kate Winslet. He's Le- Le- Leonardo DiCaprio. And, uh, I said, let's recreate Titanic, and we both turn around. It's Doctor Wolfgang Porsche behind us, <laughs> looking <laughs> next to him was uh, was Casa. We love Mr. Alexander Fabi. He is. He is one of the truest friends to PCA, and uh, so many of our projects were due to his support, Um, one of them being tied to this Broad Arrow Porsche 75th anniversary auction, and that is the Classic Club Coupe. And that's why PCA and I will be there, because we'll be uh, looking to see who's going to go home with the car. But um, they have a number of cars, not just that car at the auction, obviously, and Manny had a great idea for us to look at the lot. I believe there's 60 some cars and for each of us to choose our three favorite cars that we're going to be watching. I noticed in the, uh, we have to talk about this because uh, I think our listeners will expect it, um, what the Classic Club Coupe will go for or what we think. Yeah. I noticed that in the auction uh, on the website, they have it listed at comparable to a, uh, well, there's not really Newsport a list classic. price, 
because it's a used car that they converted. No, no, they did the list price of, of a, a modern day sport, sport classic. Sport classic. That's what they yep. compared it to. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling it's probably going to go for more than that. I would, probably. I would oh, so. it's absolutely so, going to go for yeah. more than that. So they did the same thing for Sally Carrera. They did the same thing for mm. Project Gold because these cars are one-off cars, and any other projected price would just be a you know a discussion speculation, speculation mm-hmm. and not based so, on data <laughs> not based on data so they they just they just cert sets almost like an absurd starting point because what does it matter mm-hmm. like it's the discussion and um yeah it's the it's big differences fresh. between this uh, project gold and sally carrera was they were both owned by porsche and the proceeds went to charity mm-hmm. uh this car is owned by the porsche club of america and the proceeds go back to pca now pca is a non-profit but mm-hmm. where you Social club not profit, not a charity non profit. So, uh, the proceeds are not deductible, uh, whatever you bid on it, mm-hmm. um, like Sally Carrera was. So, I think that will affect um, it from reaching Sally Carrera level. Although, I think the importance is much, uh, it's a much more important card in the Sally Carrera because of the work that was involved absolutely to transform this card and make it the prequel car. Um, I think it was, uh, it just blew me away that a, a factory. A, a manufacturer would go this far to make a car like this because it was all the stuff we dreamed about uh you know double bubble roof gt3 that we were like there's no way porsche is going to do this. No and there's way. there's no manual to do it right they had to bring their artisans out and create so much of it by hand it uh you know it's never existed before and then also all the legalities of making a double bubble roof or fitting the arrow that's never been put together with a ducktail in the, in the back and um, the arrow, the wind tunnel tested and everything. There's so much from a technical, we've said this before, from a technical development and execution, if far way further down the road than Project Gold and or Sally Carrera. Right. Like, and, like, like by miles. Right. And then there are the aesthetics of this car, the yeah. woven leather seat inserts. Oh, yeah. It's it's ridiculous. Unbelievable. Everything on this car has been touched to make perfect and to make very unique, uh, from every stitch to the steering column to the keys to the inset badge, classic series badge on the fenders and the cap. Everything about this car is so crazy custom from the factory. Um, it's, it's definitely an enthusiast car because yeah. it was, we were enthusiasts who said we would love if the fact we would have done something like this. And, uh, you know, there was even talk, I remember in the beginning saying, well, you can sell some of these parts to help offset the R&D you're going to do to make them. And in the end, they found that they couldn't sell them. They couldn't sell the uh, ducktail because it made manufacturing a whole different part uh, that yeah. they had to manufacture um, to make it look smooth and look, make yeah, it look like good you couldn't, and, you couldn't and take aerodynamic. The duct, you couldn't take the ducktail off of the classic club coupe and put it on any standard 996. Yeah. Because the panel between the, the, the transition piece between mm-hmm. the window mm-hmm. and the ducktail is custom formed. Same so the double bubble roof. Yeah. Then, like Rob said, the interior, all this stuff it ended up being a the only The only thing I believe that you can buy for your 996 that came from this project are the wheels. And... To be clear, without the blue stripe, just the wheels. Yes, just yeah, just the wheels without yeah. the blue stripe. Yeah. Um, I mean, they and we've talked about it before, where they took a perfect nine uh, nine. Oh, they took a perfect nine nine six GT three from the museum, and made modifications to it to do the wind tunnel testing, and then they put the car back together and put it back on the shelf. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited to see. I, I I hope that it goes to someone that will have the trilogy. And at some point, you know, when we were in Monterey last year, we actually did a photo shoot of the trilogy, and only one person in the world is going to have that. That if collection. seeing Meekum, if it doesn't make a million, I'll be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Just because Meekum had some um, very unique cars, one-offs uh, that came through, and they were crossing over a million uh, or close to it. So I'm hoping that uh, obviously it goes even higher. But this is something that. I don't think anyone will uh, lose money on or regret buying. No, no, exactly. So do we want to uh, talk about our favorite cars? Yep. So, All right. Uh, you start. I asked the guys to uh, to pick their three favorite cars from the auction, uh, from the Broad Arrow auction <laughs> coming up. Um, I didn't look at it closely. Is it, it's just Porsche only, right? Obviously. Porsche yeah, only. It is Porsche, Porsche only. only. Yep. Doing any uh, other makes. So 
they had a nice selection of cards. It was pretty tough uh, as to uh, what to pick. Um, so I will start off uh, with the uh, 97 Boxster. That, I almost picked that car. Uh, estimates 30 to 40,000. Uh, only 1,200 miles. That's what caught my attention because That's crazy. Uh, it's got to be one of the lowest uh, volume or mileage uh, boxers I, I would have ever seen. Oh, in the launch colors, too. In the yeah, launch exactly. colors. Nice. Like original, it's a it's a time capsule. The only reason why I didn't choose that car is because I feel like if you bought that, you couldn't drive it yeah. because it's so cool that it's so low mileage. Yeah, for thirty yeah. to forty, and then they've got an 08 RS sixty Spider for thirty five to forty five. Now that car with fifty thousand miles, but but, but fifty thousand and twelve hundred is that's a light. Well, yeah, but twelve hundred you'll never drive it. Fifty thousand you wouldn't feel guilty. Even if you, but the, this I think this is for me. This is having a car that mm-hmm. is as original as it looks, and yeah, I, okay. I love original cars. Yeah. And I love. Not only original cars, original cars that have been maintained mm-hmm. and look like they have demolished. Uh, and but, but what do you do with this car? Well, I would drive it. Okay. Not a daily driver, but I drive it like my 914. Yeah. Okay. And I bought my 914 with 34,000 miles and now it has 75. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am fastidious about maintaining it. And people wow. are always blown away. You put 40,000 miles in that car? Yeah, but that's over uh, 20 some years. Still, at an autocross, when you showed up a couple of weeks ago, the guy I was talking to was like, man, that's a nice restoration. (laughs) Everyone says that. (laughs) And I'm like, wait, I'm pretty sure. Manny's not here, is he? But you were. Yeah. uh, If if you buy this car for the middle, like $35,000 in the middle of the estimate, you're essentially getting a brand new, Mm -hmm. almost 30 year old Porsche for $35,000. Do you really worry about. You know, obsess over you know with every click of the odometer. You're throwing a dollar bill out the no. window. No, it depends I, I, on what you're going to do it. with it. If you're yeah. you, you're going to you want to sell it in a couple of years, then yes, you really want to minimize the mileage. But like when I bought my 914, I was like, I'm going to keep this car forever. Right. So I never obsessed over um, putting miles on it. I just made sure that I drove it not in the rain, not in the snow. Yeah. I just wanted to maintain it in that as new condition as possible. I think you would be the right owner for this car. I would. I would love. Because it's not a flashy car, uh, mm-hmm. like Vu says, it this will not stand out at a Cars and Coffee. Uh, but yeah. as people it's start looking, silver, I think, right, and red, yeah. it's Boxster uh, red, yeah. And, and when people come up, well, they'll start seeing stuff that looks. This like, car is for age. enthusiasts. This car is for enthusiasts, not the looky lose at most Cars and Coffee. Right. This is an enthusiast who will walk up to this car and go. Look at the carpets, look at the leather, look at the paint, and then they'll look at the, you know, you'll you'll discover the mileage and you go, oh my God, this is a time capsule car. And that's what's cool about so, that one. Yeah, anyways, yeah. that was my... Uh... So one question before we uh, jump off this car, do you do the IMS bearing or do you yes. not do the IMS yes. bearing on no, this yeah. car? No. Uh, no? So the 9798 had a very low percentage. That's yeah. a double row. Yeah. Very low percentage. And yeah. I would not... Uh, that's why I personally am looking for a 97.99. I want yep. the first gen Boxster. I know they're only 201 horsepower. I know they're not speed demons. They're fun People to drive. People say, "Oh, get the S." Blah, blah. Okay. I have an S already. I love low horsepower cars because I swear they're so much more fun to drive. And it's so and, much better for your driver's license. Yes, <laughs> I get this like my BMW. I switch gears a lot. I don't go anywhere fast. He always has the pedal in his little Z3. It's either off or on. Yeah. There's no, yeah. nothing yeah. in between. I guarantee no GT3 owner has their pedal flat out as much as I have oh, on that BMW. Right. I mean, I think we could all agree. We've talked about this before. It is far more fun to drive a slow car fast. Absolutely, especially on the street. Yeah, on the track. Yeah, you're always looking for more. Horsepower. And there's always going to be someone faster than you. So, all right. So the second car, car I picked was the uh, one that Rob Sass owned at one time. Not this car in particular, but uh, the model, the seventy six nine twelve E. Ooh, with um, a sixty to eighty thousand. Yeah, man, they, they've gone up. The cheap. <laughs> Is this, so you said this was a fun uh, um, game to play to talk about the auction, but I think in really the <laughs> the real. Uh, driving force behind Rob's this regrets. <laughs> Rob's regrets. Yeah, can we just lot- skip past this car? <laughs> what in mean, sixty to eighty thousand dollar? Yeah. Is this past- another freakishly low mileage one, or what's the uh, no? Uh, so uh, it says. Um, I don't think it's. I don't miles. think it's freakishly. Yeah, it's, sixty-three thousand miles. And right. at that point, you're you're wondering. You got, at that point, these odometers break so easy. Uh, that you really got to look, you got to study the paperwork. They break and they disconnect. I mean, how many, you know. So for people who don't know, in these uh, older portions before they went digital, the minute you hit the odometer reset while you're moving, 
It cracks you, the gears. You, you, exactly. Gear. The gears by then are very fragile. They're plastic. You crack them, and the odometer stops working, and most people just don't fix no. it. Right. And so anyway, so the 912E, for those that don't know, is a U.S.-only one-year model. It was the gap, really, between the 914 and the 924. 924. And so it, it took a 914 uh, uh, four-cylinder engine, uh, detuned it by five horsepower, I think, huh. and... Uh, and put it in, into a 76 911 body and used the brakes, used the uh, suspension all from a uh, 911. And most people look at it don't realize it's a uh, 912V. Uh, but it's such an interesting um, conversation piece. Yeah. And the thing that I always joke internally, I think Rob and I have talked about this, everywhere you read, it says they only made uh, 2,099 of them and a $500 more the sunroof. sunroof. They I all swear had every freaking one I see for sale has a sunroof. Rob and I joke that the rare one is really the non-sunroof Sun, model. Yeah, the slick top. I think out of the 100 912Vs I've seen, one has not had the sunroof. Oh, and either I really, that or the survival rate for the non-sunroof cars. Yeah, is something like about it. Five percent. You would think the non-sunroof cars would be more plentiful with less problems of uh, the sunroof issues. No, but it, it, in all the... Ads you see it says rare one of only five hundred of the of the uh, sunroof models. But I think no. somebody just made that number. I think up so like too. They needed to sell I've, I've never seen one without a sunroof. So so Robert, can you go back to that front windshield photo? Can I ask you guys what is that thing above the rear rearview mirror? They look like little Not a factory piece. Okay, I didn't know what that I don't was. Know what it is, but it's like a cover. Yeah. It's Anyways, like a, it's like a third sun visor. Cool, cool car, sixty yeah. to yeah. eighty. Uh, Rob, you used to have a like a like a tan. yellow one, right? Yellow, yeah, tan, yellow, yellow one. Um, yeah, you know, honestly, sixty to eighty, that is very nice. Nine eleven SC money, and I love nine twelve E's. Yeah, but the novelty of of having that car and the rarity is is outweighed by having a, a six cylinder car at that point. I would, you know, so you would I, take an SC at that sixty to eighty range. Yeah, that, that's a very nice example. It looks to it be is. a very nice example. Yeah. So, and they're, uh, they're really pleasant cars. I mean, they will. They have giant fuel tanks. They get over thirty miles to the gallon. You can go six hundred and twenty-five miles on a tank of gas. Hmm. And the Volkswagen crowd will love you too. <laughs> I just noticed a tear in the seat that Robert had the picture on. So yeah. now I'm not buying this car because <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. <laughs> that's wow. what that's what's gonna keep you from bidding. So the uh, last one I think we it was a couple of us picked this um, the seventy-one nine fourteen six. With the M four seventy one option package, I didn't pick it because it just made me sad to see it. Yeah, why did it make you sad? Because I have a car that similarly looks like that, but some pieces. Oh yeah, your car lo- your car looks like this, <laughs> just like I look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> squint your eyes, squint your eyes. Uh, so uh, for those who don't car. know, the M four seventy one was the uh, optional package uh, that they uh, uh, put on there with the flares, the bigger tires or wheels. Um, it's what uh, in the description they do. I think I think the description does a good job of uh, explaining how they were trying to get this car legal for SCCA C production. I think and uh, the SCCA required them to make 500 of them, and they kind of like found a loophole by offering this as an option. And they didn't have 500 people that picked it, but they offered it as an option. They made more than 500 cars. Um, 914.6s, so it, it worked and it qualified, and I think less than 20 were actually factory made. Uh, so this is blue. You see a ton of them with the flares now. Uh, uh, for those that are listening, ones. this is blue uh, with the wide body kit, chrome bumpers. Manny, would you say this is the ultimate iteration of a 914? No, that would be the 914.8. Oh yes, that would be one of two made. One of two, uh, but that is uh, this is something that uh, I, um, I would love to have a nine fourteen with those flares on them. Oh, it's beautiful. They look very muscular. Yeah, it's uh, it's so cool looking. Um, uh, what what uh, Porsche did with so, the uh, so a nine fourteen six without flares has the same power as this car. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you're putting flares on, making it slower, heavier. And it's got the same 110. But you, you got you got what you can put wider wheels on there. Yeah. So it doesn't turn quite as well, but it grips. You know, we could use Sorry, the same, just... we could use the same argument for your Cayman. Yeah. All the well, stuff you've done to it. In all fairness, you could build. I would like to do a build reminiscent of this car, but with 
like a three liter or a three two or something, you know, that has the power to match the the aggressive looks with the flares. I, I just I love the way this car looks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a gorgeous car. Yeah, and All it right. has history to it. So that's what's not it's not a replica or. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Rob's picks. I'm shocked. I'm the only one who picked this car, but the, oh, the first pick <laughs> is the the 997 GT3 RS 4.0. Um, I can see why you picked it. It's just my my picks were like within Vu's reach, and that car mine were all over the place. And yeah, this car is I... not. This is this is living proof of the old. Why don't you adage. say what color it is so that way Robert knows which one to pull up? Uh, it's white with the uh, stripe down the center. Yeah. Uh, it's white with a you know the the there gray is, stripe, the the classic. Yeah, that is like a Bob yeah. That's a beautiful. So if, if if I were a multimillionaire, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I mean the thing is, it's it's <laughs> living with the adage. It takes money to make money. This yeah. is going to be a million dollar plus car one yeah. day, probably not in in the very distant future. But the buy in now is six fifty to seven fifty. So here here's my my argument to not get a four You pay all that money for a four It's the best, quote unquote, you know, the baddest, you know, in a good way. I drove a, a 4.0 in RS 3.8, not back to back, but pretty dang close mm -hmm. back when they were new. I, they're not different enough to go for a 4.0 when the, and with the 4.0 going for some, why not just go for the cheaper 3.8 and drive it and not worry? His email is DamonL at PCA.org. <laughs> he is actually on to something. I mean, let's face it, you know, the 2.7 Carrera RS, yeah. the difference between a touring and a lightweight is, you know, $800,000 versus S two. An RS. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 incremental at it, it best, but, mm -hmm. you know, this is, you know, it's Th just This a, is a car that if you're building a Porsche collection, yeah. you yes. must have. have. Just yeah. like yeah. Rob said, the RS, mm -hmm. you must have. There are certain cars you must have in your collection. Yep. The 4.0 is it. And when to the, be clear, it is the best 997, I think. Plus, yeah, like I'm just giving crap. Yeah. When, right when the history <laughs> of the internal combustion 911 is written, this one is mm -hmm. going to be way at the. At I don't the think uh, 3.8 RS uh, owners have to feel inferior. Yeah. Yeah. Well, agreed, this, agreed. this looks to be right. a, as you said, for a museum or for a collection, this looks to be a museum quality example. I mean, you just saw yeah. a photo of the gear shift knob, which is the red Alcantara. And not a single mark or wear. I mean, either they wore gloves or this car has like super and, low mileage. And let's face it, this is a legitimately very rare car. Yeah. They sold 126 of them in North America, and it has 3,000 miles. How on much it. did yeah. did wasn't like Jerry Seinfeld's black 4.0 for sale? Didn't that go for like some crazy money too? He had like a uh, black I can't remember, but they they've never been cheap. They yeah. very from the get go there. But uh, like we said, it, it's just a. Uh, it's something that you must have when you're building a collection. If you're looking sure. just for one mm -hmm. Porsche, like Damon said, for a little bit, a lot, actually a lot less money, yeah. you can get a 3.8 and be perfectly happy. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. not a night and day no. difference, uh, but it's, it's just if you want the best, yep. that's, that's, that's the best. That's what you get. Yep. All right. Next. Uh, next is the it's orange Robert. It's the '74 uh, 911 Carrera. The uh, U.S. Right. Yeah. Yeah, U.S. Carrera, and you know, I chose this not so much because you know, I who doesn't wow. love an orange two twenty five to two, but that's why I chose it. Is the presale estimate? Weren't these like fifteen thousand dollars? Just like I remember years that. Ago. right. Yeah. This is this is the beginning of the malaise era, nineteen seventy four, when the rest <laughs> yeah. of the world started to get the really good stuff, and North America got the you know the stuff. That Did he was, pick up after Metzger malaise? Is that who? Uh, we'll see in the lower horsepower Made stuff. Horsepower cars. Mean, you know, this car has the same one hundred and sixty eighth horsepower that a, a seventy four nine eleven S would have. It's got you know the wider rear flares, the ducktail, the sixes and sevens, and everything else. But it is not any faster or any you know better performing than than a nine eleven S would be. The European car, the rest of the world car, everybody knows. Is the That's MF, totally different. Was the MFI car yeah, that yeah. had the, the, RS. You know, the yeah the two seven RS two hundred and ten horse, very different car. Yeah. This is priced like one of those. Yeah, that's uh, surprising because yeah. that's I I do remember that you know a. You would avoid these because you know what, yeah. what magnesium cases, you know the head studs, Thermal so yeah, all the, uh, the seventy fours yeah. aren't as bad as yeah. the seventy five sixes and sevens, mm -hmm. but you know it is it is a US two seven, but. 
the crazy thing is, I guess this car's priced like an MFI Carrera. It has 25,000 oh, wow. miles. 25,000 miles. That's um, crazy. Yeah. It it's got to be the color. It was it's part of the Brumos collection. Yeah. It was a uh, class winner at, at Amelia Island. It's in perfect so, condition. Look at that. Oh, yeah, wait, it, it's absolutely have... gorgeous. But, I mean, this is going to set a world record for mm -hmm. U.S. G-Body uh, 27 Carreras. You know, it is gorgeous, but... That is a lot of money. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. for that money, you literally could go out and buy a rest of the world MFI career. I always wonder about the collectors who get into the hobby. And they're not lifelong Porsche mm -hmm. people, but they want to get into the hobby. And they fall, got in the Porsche bug. And they buy a car like this, and they're very proud of it. And then they're basically told, you bought the wrong Carrera. You should have the European model, and this is what you should get. And then they have to sell this one. And, I, and it seems like I see a lot of collectors go through these phases where they buy certain cars... And then they realized they weren't the car they were supposed to buy mm. because they didn't have someone really holding their hand, telling it, or the person that was holding their hand wasn't that knowledgeable. But I, I don't know. If you want the best of the best, I mean, this, this, this car is to be it. absolutely. Yeah. If you want the best 74 U.S. Right. Yeah. And, and it is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. who doesn't love an orange 911? And, uh, you know, wow. to me, just from a look standpoint, this is kind of the pinnacle of, of a G-body car. Is that, uh, is that original or been restored? That's no, a 25,000-mile original car. Yeah. Yeah, original. This unrestored. falls in your, your world, Manny. You love yeah. original cars. Yeah. I, I don't like six-figure cars, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And your last one? Last one is uh, the black... Uh, 1993-968 Club Sport. Which, which was Damon also my I, choice. I know. Yeah. I know. So the strange thing is... Black is actually a pretty rare color for a club sport. Mm, it, yeah. It's kind of like the club sport world turns yellow. things on their head. Yeah, the the you know the colors are ordinarily rare: yellow, speed yellow, Riviera blue, stuff like that is is more common. The club sport. Um, and we learned know. that the club sport logo did not come from Porsche. Really? Yeah, I mean the logo is their logo, but it was never on the side of the car. What was it? The UK dealers put that on Damon. I'm not sure. Um, I thought we did this a video is a Japanese or market car, originally. but I mean, everybody copies. But originally, uh, what my understanding is, the UK dealers or distributor put it on, yeah, and everyone liked the look of it and started mm -hmm. putting it on their car to it. And I always thought for the longest time it was yeah. they came from the factory like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, what I think is amusing with these cars too is obviously a lot of comfort options uh, are, are deleted, you know, for the standard club sport like air conditioning, power windows, and a radio. A lot of them get added back. This one had the AC and the power windows added back, what? but not the radio. Wow. So, oh, the, you know, it's like, yeah. can't take that extra five kilos that the radio is going to yeah. cost, but we'll add the... So that so, means no NPR on the road trips to the track. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Where were we recently? You you drove and we did listen to NPR the whole... Oh, when we went down to Eastern Motors yeah, to do yeah. that... And uh, he 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 was my Uber, and we listened to N NPR yeah, all the way it's down, always all the way on. Back. And he he was so happy; it was like you would think he was listening to music. So yeah. I, I would take it the black wheels came from the factory like that, because yeah, I know they were always color coded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm assuming those. So are that's got to be kind of rare, because black wheels back in the early '90s were not all from the factory. That was something people yeah. were just starting to do. It wasn't in vogue yet in '93. Yeah, yeah the, the term "murdered out" had not yeah. yet been coined. Yeah. No, um, and so that's got to be pretty rare. If that's all factory because I can't remember seeing. I saw. I remember when Porsche did the color coded nine six fours. You know, they're oh, yeah, they're all red uh, speedsters, um, yeah. all, all yellow speedsters. You know, it was. Um, but black, yeah, black is rare because I've never seen a black wheeled. I haven't either. You know, so this one obviously still has the rear seat delete. It's got the, um, you know, the the fixed hardback sports seats and everything else. But it's got power windows. That's and pretty AC. reasonable. I mean, I, I haven't tracked club sport models, but eighty to hundred for a car in that condition. Yeah, that seems club reasonable. sports uh, to have a special car like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's you know we've talked about this before. That car, a Cayman R, and a nine eight seven Boxster Spider are three cars that. You know, by and large, are still under a hundred thousand dollars, but are very special. I would say this is probably even rarer in the U.S. because it never came to the U.S. Right? Yeah. Or the um, you know, the Cayman R and the Boxer Spider, obviously, were U.S. models too. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of it for a four-cylinder transaxle car, unless you find one of the I don't know how many were there of uh, Turbo turbos. Yeah. Yeah. Not many, but yeah. all right. So this. I think I'm going to make an executive decision. Maybe we hold 
my pick and Damon's pick for the next podcast because we're at we're like almost at the end of our hour and oh, we wow. still have videos and so you're gonna to leave the listeners hanging we're gonna leave you hanging but we'll be back for the we'll we'll give you our picks for uh, on the next podcast but let's move on to uh recent video and news cool so a recent video um there are two actually one was the 993 turbo one mile review which we were talking about earlier go check it out um we did a great job with an in-depth i think uh almost 20 or over 20 minutes and um really really good review very thorough uh check it out and then the next video uh which we posted yesterday which if you're listening to this when the podcast comes out it was last week was carbone which is a company based in poland uh that makes accessories mm-hmm. it looks yep. like just yep. all sorts of accessories whether that's interior pieces taking leather and making new patterns out of it for air-cooled um 911s um exhaust system valves uh they they, they, they seem to do everything they started with making stickers for the the rear yeah. area of your engine where you couldn't get those back in mm-hmm. the day and they started with making stickers and then they kind of went through yeah. making all sorts of accessories and pieces for for uh early cars yeah so, and it, yeah. it looked really they do a really good job really tasteful um struck a really good balance uh the car they had at um techno classica of not being too far from what a stock car looks like but it's obviously not stock correct you know it's kind of it has it has that middle ground if you're into that sort of thing so go check it out um they also their website says cool stuff for air-cooled enthusiasts they also have water-cooled porsches on there as well so Mm -hmm. might as well check it out for the front engine water-cooled porsches before we get in the news, uh, Robert will probably want me to mention that uh, if you haven't signed up for the PCA newsletters, go to PCA.org and sign up for e-break news, performance news, and uh, Mark Fresh news. So speaking of the news, we uh, when we were at Spa, we noticed uh, a good number of GT3s that had the Monti performance kit, and we did a little short. I think we posted on Instagram. But uh, it was yesterday we got the the announcement that mm-hmm. there is uh, the Monti upgrade available for the GT3 in the United States. Yes, and that's something that we actually they showed to us last year at Sports Car Together Fest. Mm-hmm. Monti brought a car and said they were hoping to uh, make it available for U.S. customers. So if you're not special enough with the GT3, uh, Monti will make you very special mm-hmm. with their uh, their performance kit. Yeah, and it's not only special, but it's effective, you know, upgrades for the car, for the track. It's yeah. not just uh, look-at-me upgrades. These are definitely performance items. And maybe, Manny, if you can, for those that don't know, who is Monti? Right now, they're pr- pretty much the hot rod division of Porsche. Yep. Um, I, I think they were like AMG before Mercedes bought AMG. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a separate shop, but that... Porsche owns fifty one percent blessing yeah. and everything from uh, from Porsche. So um, factory I, warranty. I, I think it's the yeah. stuff that the engineers would like to put in their cars, mm-hmm. but maybe won't get approval. But they run it through Montai, right? And say, so "Can say, what's well, a Montai bit? It's not yeah. Porsche, and it's how they can squeeze in some of the stuff that uh, the engineering and wanted I'm, to put on their car." And I'm pretty sure that every um, club sport or every GT car that's meant for the track goes through the hands of Monti yes. before delivery. Yeah. 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 And uh, just to kind of list what they uh, what you get with that package is a four-way adjustable uh, suspension, lightweight wheels with detachable aero discs, uh, stainless steel braided brake lines, upgraded brake pads, and then uh, better aerodynamics with a new front splitter, uh, the front little dive planes or flicks, I think they call them, a new rear diffuser, carbon fiber wing, um and the the aero discs on the wheels also help with either brake cooling or aerodynamics or both one of the two yeah and it's 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 for those that don't know right it's a pretty some would consider a pretty steep price for a quote-unquote performance upgrade Mm -hmm. uh was it fifty seven thousand dollars or so Mm -hmm. but i'm guessing all of this stuff is done through r d and it's just not again 
pretty accents that you're putting on the car. This is stuff that has been calculated, researched, wind tunnel tested. And you maintain your factory warranty. You maintain so, your factory warranty. And plus, Montai is a proven team that has exactly. won in motorsports so let's many, look, many times. Let's look at the times. Uh, a 2022 992 GT3 at the Nordschleife uh, would do 659.927 around that uh, during that lap. The Manti Racing Kit would drop it to 655.7, which is only about six and a half seconds be- behind a, a new GT3 RS. So $10,000 a second. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> really expensive. And then if you want the wheels, it's another $15,000 on top yeah. of the 57. So yeah. really expensive. But it does set you yeah. set you apart from yeah. you know standard GT3s. That it does. So It's like Ferris Bueller said, if you have the means, I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, the next news item has to do with tires. This is the 24 hours. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Montai did not make a uh, puncture repair kit. <laughs> <laughs> a plug kit. <laughs> they were one of the many teams to be affected by uh, by punctures at the 24 hours, which uh, really threw, uh, I think they said seven teams were affected Jeez. by it. So it really threw uh, things for a loop. And uh, hey, uh, shout out to Errol Bamber, who uh, who won in the Ferrari. Um which was, I think, it was a privateer team too, hmm. which is pretty impressive when you looked at all the factory, factory uh, and, machinery right. there. And the twenty-four hours of Nuvar Ring is serious stuff. It's uh, a lot of factory-supported teams, and so Earl Bamber used to be a factory Porsche factory driver, and uh, he won in the uh, privateer Ferrari. So good for good him. To him. Yeah. Uh, the nine i twos would have done better if they wouldn't have had some of these tire problems. Um, I think Kevin Estre was doing very well with the Montai. Uh, EMA machine, but I gotta imagine, you know, the tire sponsors, tire manufacturers, you know, you can be a hero when everything goes well, but when you have days like that, oh man, you probably want to crawl into your cave and just go, how did this happen? Well, yeah, like you said, everybody, the teams immediately blame, blame the tire manufacturers. Of course, of course. Yeah. Well, they're saying here that it's a, uh, they think it was, it looks like an engineer said that it was something with the tires in combination with the car itself which makes life quite hard so uh, don't seem to know exactly i was about to say that does not that they don't know exactly what it is yeah. tire engineer so. going to the uh chassis engineer wasn't my fault <laughs> yeah. yeah i know we'll see if they uh resolve that issue uh, on the next uh news item we're talking about brakes in puerto rico yeah that was really that was interesting <laughs> um it just this recall affects just the puerto rican puerto market in puerto rico so it's, and it's a tycon and because uh, basically what hap- what's happening is that it's not giving you a warning that the brake lights are, are worn out. That's, the that's lights the, don't come the, on. The brake pad level warning light. It's, but it's, it's Puerto Rico only. It's, I, it I thought it was maybe the, the whole Latin American market because there's Porsche Latin America just like there's Porsche yeah. cars North America. And no, it's just the one set to Puerto Rico. It reminds it's me like of the twenty old some cars. Yeah. Line from Fletch, you know, let's talk about off track betting in the Himalayas. I mean, that's <laughs> really weird. But uh, thankfully there's no one's been hurt and they've figured it out or they've been alerted to it. Yeah. And it's like some sort of software change. Yes. It's not so, it was uh, the wrong warning light with the incorrect color. Yeah. That's what the story says. Whoopsies. So <laughs> So it here. says change your brakes in blue. Uh-huh. Nah, ignore that, right? Uh-huh. It's not the right color. <laughs> not the right color. So if you have a Tycon in Puerto Rico, um you probably have already been contacted since there's only twenty some cards that are affected. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to PCA events. So we've mentioned before, Run Sport Reunion 7, and of course, volunteer registration has opened for it. So if you're planning on going and want to hang out with us and meet a lot of other PCA members and just kind of be in the mix, we definitely encourage you to volunteer. It's it's amazing fun. Especially for new members. If you want to meet a lot of people in the club yep. and be their best friend, uh, work the corral. Because there's nothing, nothing better than when people are showing up all happy and everything and you're the smiling face to see first <laughs> and they park and I, I think i compared it before to like people arriving to disneyland everyone's happy <laughs> everyone's happy and uh it's a uh it's a great job or if you work in the hospitality area you know uh, helping out the tent or whatnot on the island there's um it's a great there's a reason why people volunteer every day because it's a great social uh it is exercise it's part of the experience yep um pca is national at sea with um Princess Cruise Lines, we are already, more passengers will be 
sailing with us uh, that have registered for the December 9th through 16th cruise. So we are super excited about that. Again, I'm guessing we're going to get close to a thousand people on this cruise and um, princesses every day. They're putting more and more things out there. Actually, I believe I think I can say it now. But they're um, they're they're going to be presenting to uh, our club race group. Club race has to figure out how they're going to give this away, but they're going to give away a uh, a cruise package for some club club racers, and then also um, for those that does PC, uh, PCA sim racing, um, a simulated sim cruise. <laughs> 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 We're gonna send you a video of a cruise. No, we are. They will actually send one of their top uh, drivers to the PCA. Uh, Do you have an sync because I think most of the top drivers are like twelve years old. Oh, I know. That's, we must have, actually, that's a good idea. We have to at least put it must come with parents or something. But anyways, Mom, it, I got all you can drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it just goes to show you how they'll, they'll be at parade with us. They'll be at works. Um, they are all in and uh, the support we're getting from them is tremendous. And of course, once we're on the ship, they're doing so many things that are going to be special. So if you have the chance to come, um, I'll see you there. September 20th through 24th is Treffen Gateway to the West. Again, it's a Ritz property. Registration will open on June 28th. We've Where exactly set, is it? Uh, so it's outside of St. Louis. Um, okay. The, I don't know the exact address, but it's not in the city. It's uh, beautiful roads and kind of out, I don't want to say in the country, because that's probably not correct when you talk about St. Louis area. But uh, yeah, I've been promised some great driving roads uh, in and around the area. Ah. Yep. And let's see, anything else before we sign off, gentlemen? I With that, thanks for listening. We promise we will get you uh, Damon and myself's picks for Broad Arrow on the next broadcast. If you aren't currently a PCA member and you own a Porsche, just grab that VIN and head over to PCA.org and we'll get you set up. For those of you that uh, are looking for a Porsche, we have the test drive program and we'll help you find one. Remember to follow our podcast Instagram page, behind the scenes photos and videos, Porsche Club Insider, all one word. You can send us a message. We love seeing the likes, the comments. We read all of them. Uh, podcast at PCA.org if you want to drop us a note. Until next time, take care.